0: Hello, welcome back to another edition of the UK Pick 6 podcast, where we aren't doing any more game predictions for the moment because nobody knows when sport is ever going to come back into our lives. <laughs> Thankfully, though, the NFL has been providing us with plenty to talk about as free agency has swept through the sports pages, like the only thing that's being written about, because it's the only thing that's being written about. So myself, Jazz, <laughs> and Dave have been able to sit down and discuss all the ongoings of the last, what, seven days? Has it been seven days of NFL kind of free agency madness? I don't think it's even been that. It feels like it's only no, been... It's times no, Wednesday. Very, Monday was the... Yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: so last Monday was the official tampering period, and Wednesday was when they open the window for good
2: yeah time is moving very very strangely as we know um so other things uh, yeah. are
1: sweeping across the globe at the same time yeah
2: f- like three weeks ago it feels like uh, everything was normal and now uh you know we're on the verge of
1: lockdown so yeah i mean less than three weeks ago everything was normal even a week ago things were pretty good
0: yeah yes yeah, yeah, I've come yeah. back from Argentina in the last five days to sit in a room. Hooray! For, yeah, sit I mean I, I liked it more for over there. days.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, you know how we were trying to get you to come back because uh, we were worried about you, Ollie. Like you get trapped out there. Yeah. Um, you have go now. there. Yeah, should
0: stayed. <laughs> a part see, partly does, does think I should have stayed, but yeah, I don't know. Oh well, we'll I mean, see
1: your parents where. didn't want you back because so it's not. Out,
2: doesn't it? It's not like we it's not like we can see you anyway
0: well yeah when none of us are hanging out because we're not allowed to socialize this is as social as it's going to get for the next however uh, many months um oh just on the parents thing they were telling me not to that i should stay and i should stay and then the moment i got home they were like oh we were so relieved we wanted you back so much but we didn't want to encourage you oh I was what
1: like, liars what the what hell liars they were like no no, you are trying to jump there. on get our bandwagon on and that and was us back. It's that up. was us.
2: Right we were the ones. We were the ones who cared about you. You don't need your fam. Oh, Jazz is so mad. He stood up. He's pacing. Jazz is livid at that. I'm mad as well. Mad yeah, as hell. Mr. And Mrs. Thrown. Wilson, if you're listening to this,
1: kiss my ass.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, it's she's not a nice ass six. to kiss either. She is one of our six listeners, actually, so she'll be, uh, she'll be pleased to get a shout-out, I think, more than anything else. <laughs>
2: Not the one she was expecting. I love no. you, Miss Will. <laughs> Still the
0: one she expected,
1: um, but the one she deserves. Yeah.
0: It's, uh, but this has actually been... We've just recorded the podcast. This has been really nice to do. Um, it, it's a, a 90 minutes where I haven't thought about any of the news and what's going on, which is great. Oh, totally. It's been yeah. really nice. It's, um, really,
2: it's really nice. It's a and nice break.
0: And it's like the only bit of human interaction I've really had in the last 48 hours. So, you know, like, cheers, guys. Thanks. Um, at least you've got an hour and a half of a podcast to sit through now and, uh, and take away 90 minutes of your I mean, lockdown. I don't
1: say sit through. That sounds terrible. Sit through this hour and a half. Well, nobody's allowed. To yeah, like you, can w- you, you can
2: walk around <laughs> while you're doing it. You know, you can go from your living room to your kitchen and then back to your living room. And you can then, go to uh, your Duke.
1: If you've got yeah. one of those speakers, you have a bath. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of things you could do. If you've got a garden, yeah. you can pace the garden.
0: I'm not sure, though, if you're having a bath. Like, it's not a relaxing bath podcast to listen to, you know. It's not like a soothing tones or anything. I mean... There's a lot of It's quite aggressive actually. There's, yeah. some, there, there's some hot debate about snaggletooths and analogies and stuff like that that you know and that Yeah,
2: some weird stuff uh you know. And we still I blame haven't addressed the Dave's beer.
1: drinking problem yet either, so that needs to happen sometime. <laughs>
0: well, you know, save yep. it for if never. you don't if you don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't talk you don't about talk it, it's about not it a never problem. happened, did it?
2: Yeah, so it's okay. Um <laughs> I thought I still think it's a good analogy. <laughs>
0: what we did have is we had plenty of discussion uh, about Tom Brady and his move to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We had some of the big trades and talk about you know Stephon Diggs' move to the Bills, um, the Hopkins move. There's been so much going on. Uh, we should probably just let you guys yes. listen to it. Really enjoy the pod. Over
3: the middle, yeah. picked off. Season fired. Yeah.
0: Blitz coming. Pass is picked off. He's going to go looking again and it's picked off by Stephon Gilmore down on the right sideline. Into the end zone and he's picked off.
2: Back the other way.
0: It must be so nice to be an NFL player though, going through free agency and you're negotiating, you're like, Big million dollar deal for three Doesn't it, years. It does. It
2: is obscene. With like right, considering oh, what's going on, seventy percent of the money is yeah.
0: guaranteed, and yeah, don't yeah. worry about that. Oh, by the way, though, there's loads of people that are really struggling, aren't going to have any money by the end of this. It's going to be hey, massive hey, hey. fallout. But you'll be fine. Yeah, let's let yeah.
1: just tell you a second. Remember that I think the Blanks maybe gave a hundred grand to some charity.
0: Yeah, that's pretty big of them. Yeah. The blanks?
2: I don't think you're supposed to call them that, Jeff. What <laughs> the fuck are you supposed to call them?
0: <laughs> yeah, they're individual blanks as well. You can't just say the blanks. It's not like they're all the same or anything.
2: Yeah, we like to use big words, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If your
1: jeans are high and tight, then you'd know. To use big words. Well, the blanks big gave word. 100 grand, which I thought was not Can very you much. stop saying modest.
0: it? <laughs> we really can't have this on the podcast, man.
2: Jesus. The blanks? I was going to say we should have used this bit, but now you're going to have to cut it all out.
1: <laughs> oh, God. What's your issue me saying the blanks? Fucking oh, my know. God.
0: Jazz? Every time. What's the problem?
1: Oh. You know, the guys who own the fucking Falcons?
0: Yeah, they own loads of things. They don't just own the Falcons. <laughs> it's not like <laughs> oh that's the ones they <laughs> own.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, okay, he makes a good coffee. Like, fucking Jesus no. Christ. <laughs> I'm just saying... The blanks did not oh. give that much money compared to what they're worth. I thought they'd give more. Oh,
0: so now you're having a go at them as well.
1: Jesus, yeah. Jazz. Yeah. Just oh, we all need to pull together. We we're don't gonna need to have start
0: to... segregating people into blanks and non blanks, all right? Just <laughs> just leave it.
2: Wow. Well, we're gonna have to really cut this all out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> or leave it in. Yeah, Whatever. <laughs> either, either or. It's not like not like we're gonna have jobs to defend now, is it? <laughs>
1: That's true.
2: <laughs> Try That's and ban true. me now.
0: Yeah. It's I guess it's kind of been nice having NFL stuff going on though. Because there's no has. no other sports news whatsoever. And then the NFL decided to just go, well, seeing as there's no news, we better go jack shit hard. insane. Yeah, yeah.
1: Gay porn hard. <laughs> yeah. They went hard in the paint about it, didn't they?
0: Hey, uh, you guys haven't got any news, so we just figured that we'd have DeAndre Hopkins get traded for David Johnson and a few picks as well, you know, just so you guys have got something to talk about.
2: (laughs) I I couldn't believe it when that came through. And then I didn't... I don't know if you guys messaged me first about it or Percy did. And then I asked, because I was working, I was like, what did they get for him? I was thinking it would be two firsts Mm. from some team. Yeah. And then it was... I found out it was a second and David Johnson, I was like... And a fourth, what? and a swap of uh, the fourth. Hell. Yeah. Oh, oh, right, yeah. okay. Let's not forget Sorry, the swap you're... of the fourth. The yeah, swap of the on. fourth, you're it's right. It's the little right. sweetener in the deal.
1: I think the issue the Cardinal, uh, what's-his-face, the Texans had, though, was they wanted to get rid of him. So in that sense, it was very much a buyer's market, so they could ask... So the team wanting him could offer something really low, and the Texans would be like, yeah, we don't really want him, so that'll do. But it feels like they took the first... Offer, did they float it to
2: other teams? Apparently, because There's loads of teams that would want, you know, one of the top wide receivers in the league.
1: Yeah, totally. I was watching it's the uh, the Pat McAfee show. Uh, Michael Lombardi came on saying that apparently the Texans were trying to shop him last year in the summer.
2: Right. Okay. So That's... the the word's out then, do you reckon, amongst GMs and stuff?
1: And did you hear what Bill O'Brien said in a meeting to DeAndre Hopkins? He said that I've not had a meeting like this with a player since Aaron Hernandez. So if you're DeAndre Hopkins, you do not want to be in that team anymore. You want to get nope. the hell out of there.
2: That's mildly insulting, yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah. Just, just compa- just comparing him to... That. Just a little bit. Like,
0: so, yeah. Own merger. Why do you think they wanted him out?
1: I don't know.
2: I think it was, Personality clash, I guess. But he seems out. to clash, clash heads with a, a lot of players.
0: Um, but it, you mean O'Brien, not Hopkins, yeah.
2: Well, both maybe yeah it's hard to well, say well both of them together that's what I mean the the, the chemistry's obviously not there no but, but... when you
0: when you say he's, they seem to clash a lot with a number of players do you mean Bill O'Brien clashes with a number of Bill players Bill O'Brien yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah yeah. well I think I, you know I think
2: Watson is going to be absolutely good
0: about this yeah well,
1: yeah yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've,
2: absolutely good uh, uh,
0: Hopkins obviously was far better when Will Fuller was also there to stretch the field a bit more and take some of the pressure off Hopkins but I was going to say, even with Fuller not being healthy for most of the year, Hopkins still had what over a thousand yards receiving. So, yeah, it, it's still an excellent year. It's Watson's go-to target man. If they're ever in trouble, it's the safe pair of hands that he can just throw it up to, and he knows that Hopkins has got at least a chance of making a play if he's if Watson's in trouble. Yeah. And he's a guy yeah, that yeah. is able to make himself open and available when Watson extends the play. Like they've got a good chemistry together, and as a young quarterback, surely that's everything that you want in a receiver and then bill o'brien goes nah nah don't worry about it <laughs> don't worry we we got you a new toy to play with out of the backfield <coughs> instead he uh he was really highly rated and then he got like 400 yards <laughs> last in year.
2: 2017
1: i mean 2016
0: yeah he's counting
1: yeah um yeah i think it's silly i was listening to um colin cowherd trying what's his face justify it his words were "Well, you're gonna have to pay Laramie Tunsil and you're gonna to have to pay Deshaun Watson and they're two positions where realistically speaking there's not enough of them that are an elite level that you can really quantify as being worth paying so he said well, it's easier to find a receiver to go with your standout left tackle and standout QB than it is to find a standout QB or left tackle to go with your other two positions in question so I kind of get that idea. However, you should be trying to build an offence that's going to work for the quarterback and give him more weapons to use rather than strangle him of, well, his best receiver. doesn't make sense well, to me. It's not, it's not, but it's
2: not, it's not that they traded him. It's the value that they didn't get for him. That's the problem. I think that any player kind of within reason is tradable. But you need to get the right value for him. And well, they I agree didn't do that. At all. There's no way. There's no way they got the right value for it.
1: But if they want to get rid of them, you never get the value you need. It's like if, if I had ten things I wanted to sell and you you knew that I had ten of the same thing, if the first person comes on and try and buy it, it'sn't gonna offer me a lot of money for it, is are they? Because they know I've got ten to sell. Did I miss this,
2: like I mean, they might have known behind the scenes the the other GMs and stuff, but did I miss it in the news? I didn't really know that they no, it had was... a lot of problems there. It seemed like it was a fairly settled locker room.
1: It's all coming out now, I think. That's yeah. my understanding.
0: But it, what it seems, and I completely agree with Dave on this, is the idea of the problem isn't getting rid of Hopkins. Like, if it's an unpleasant locker room or they, they wanted to try and cash in on Hopkins at that point, then, you know, fair enough. And, and to be honest, we've, we've second-guessed Bill O'Brien on a number of calls that have turned out actually to be okay. And he continues to slowly but surely kind of improve that Texans team as a GM and head coach, regardless of what people think of his decisions in the flash and in the moment. But it's the fact that, you know, if, if they'd made this trade two years ago, you'd have maybe said, wow, that's amazing. Like one great player going for another great player, but it's not, it's a second rounder and David Johnson, like who's been, who was poor last year. He's had injury problems now as well. And running backs seem to have shorter and shorter lifespans in the NFL in general, He's had, he's had that peak year, obviously, where he got, uh, what, 15 touchdowns or more, more than that, I think, actually, and over 1,000 yards rushing. But last year, Kenyon Drake came into that Arizona offense and performed far better than David Johnson did. And maybe it's, he doesn't fit the scheme in Arizona under the new head coach and what they're trying to build with Kyler Murray, but it's such a big risk, and it looks really bad and detrimental on the Texans what? in terms of when it- you just stack up the numbers
2: yeah I mean it's just crazy that they not only did they not get more draft picks for Hopkins on his own, but you know I just don't see that David Johnson is even really a part of this trade like they surely they were gonna release him anyway the cardinals no i don't I just feel like it too was,
1: much his- salary was too high so if he did that it would be a huge salary cap hit. yeah, but they would have
2: i think they would have traded him for like you know a sixth or a fifth something like that like. I don't like a really low draft pick where it's kind of like he's not really even a factor in that trade.
1: Yeah, mm. but they've also had to find a team that wanted to trade him and take on the contract. The money. Oh, well, yeah, they the found issue. one. No, they did <laughs> they because they got one. that. But I, I kind That's of think you both saying. underplayed it a little one? bit. But I think you underplaying David Johnson a little bit. So he had his very really good year. He then obviously got injured for a whole season. He then came back to play in the most horrific offence to watch, possibly, of all time. So you can't really judge him properly on that. And then last year, yeah, he played well and then he got injured. But then what's-his-face came in? Um, Who came in after Johnson before Kenyon Drake? Can you remember? Oh,
2: I know who you mean. What's his name? Simmons or something like that? No, it's not that. I can't remember. I I know exactly what you're talking about, because I think I picked him up in um, in Fantasy. Fantasy.
1: Yeah, he yeah. obviously played really well as well when he came in and so did Kenyon Drake. So maybe you think that maybe the running back position in that offence is a bit more friendly. However, I also think David Johnson's got a lot of tread on his tires still to use because although he had one big season where he played a lot, because of his injuries, he hasn't seen that many snaps. Now, granted, if you keep him healthy, he's probably got a lot more to give. So in that sense, I'm not convinced as you guys are that he's such as big a risk as you guys are saying. All
2: right, okay, let's let's pivot then. So you saying that? Let's Chase, pivot Chase to Chase Edmonds, by the way. Chase Edmonds, Chase Edmonds. There you go. Okay, there we go.
1: Chase Edmonds.
2: Let's pivot, Jazz, and see what you think of the Todd Gurley trade. Then, do you think that he's still got some
1: some miles left? Well, it wasn't a trade, was it? It was cut, and then he was. Uh, yeah, they they accident. Sorry, not- you're right,
2: but-, but is it? But the Falcons have picked him up instantly. Do you, he's uh, maybe got a similar kind of situation to David Johnson? He's only twenty five. He had two really, really good seasons. Yep. And he's had a and bad he was injury. He the best
1: running back. Yeah, and he had a bad injury. Yep. The thing why have a Gurley as opposed to Johnson on that one is more the tread on the tyres because he's played more seasons and seen far more snaps. The argument then would be, is he going to be just tired and run down? Is that the reason why he got injured? However, he's still young. He's only 25. There's plenty of time... For him to still come back and have a pretty good rest of his career, to be honest.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was. Am I silly for being a little bit excited about the girly? Well,
1: if situation. you call him a has been straight away, maybe. <laughs>
2: well, I don't well want that has been.
1: Isn't that what you yeah, called? That's I mean, right, that you called Brady Girly. You had Brady and Girly, couple of has That's what you called them. Well, I was like, we've traded one. At,
2: one done quarterback for another done quarterback, basically. We've got got rid of Devonto Freeman and then brought in Todd Gurley, uh, both who've suffered horrible injuries and used to be really, really good. So I don't know if it's quits or not. I mean, I'm excited for Atlanta fans because Gurley played for Georgia and I think yeah, they're gonna nice really like touch. that. So that, he'll get the stadium going, which is a nice wrinkle.
0: Didn't get the stadium going when he had that Super Bowl in Georgia, though, did he? Sorry, <laughs> just a knock on Todd Gurley being so bad in that Super Bowl against the Pats.
1: <laughs> I mean, the, the thing, though, every single player, that was a defensive game, wasn't it? That was a, not an offensive game whatsoever. Not yeah, one for the neutrals, yeah, no. not a good advert for the game internationally, but good to watch if you know what you're looking for.
0: Mm. Um, the, Okay, so the thing I worry about with Atlanta fans getting excited about Todd Gurley is, yeah. so him and, him and David Johnson have both been in the league since 2015. But as Jess says, there's way more mileage on Gurley. Not only that, but we've seen an intelligent, what's meant to be a very young and great intelligent mind in LA uh, be unable to use Gurley as effectively last year. Although he still had almost a thousand yards. And uh, let me get the stats up here. But uh, he he had a lot he, of touchdowns actually. I was gonna say he did he did okay. In... They were kind
2: of short yardage. He didn't have like explosive ones.
0: No, he never. He didn't have a <laughs> he didn't have a run longer than twenty five yards last year.
2: Wow. Yeah.
0: But he did manage to still pick up twelve TDs and eight hundred and fifty seven yards. So
1: twelve touchdowns, strong, isn't it? The thing is, yeah. though, the question is less about whether Gurley's done or not. I think the question more is, was it done for a financial reason? Because the, the contract they were paying him, he they won't get the production out of him that you'd expect from the price tag. That's the problem. So I think that is, if he wasn't getting paid as much as he was, he'd still be a Ram. That's my feeling. Well, they, well they, yeah. Shopped yeah. Him,
0: they shopped him as a trade and then 24 hours later they cut him when nobody was interested. So I think everybody in the NFL realizes that Todd Gurley isn't worth the amount of money the, the Rams were paying him. And isn't worth taking, but also isn't worth taking a chance that maybe he actually will be back to that sort of level again. So I do think that because nobody was willing to take a punt on that, that people have kind of gone, it's not worth the risk because we don't feel that there's you know a sixty percent chance that he'll get back to his best. Actually, but it's it's a slide downhill, and Atlanta doesn't. But it's worth the
2: risk. It it's worth the risk at like seven million though, isn't it? I think that's what they're paying him. So, yeah, no.
0: If you, if you can, knock so for the Falcons contract. now,
2: it looks it looks good, doesn't it? But if you're paying him twice that, you're right. It's um, especially kind it of seems prove crazy, it deal too, isn't it? So you get paid yeah, this if I you mean, prove
1: you're really good, we'll give you more money, or some other team will exactly. give you exactly.
2: Or they could, or they could franchise him if that if that happens next year. Um,
1: I think this just goes to show again what we've seen league wide is that the running back position doesn't get the money that arguably they feel they deserve. Because you look at what happened with Le'Veon Bell when he held out. He got a deal that was for less money than if he signed with the Steelers. The same thing's happened this year with Melvin Gordon. So Melvin Gordon, I think the Broncos the Broncos, the uh Chargers offered him maybe fourteen million a year, maybe twelve, maybe ten. And he signed with the Broncos for at least two million a year less. So you're looking at players who are thinking that they are worth more than they are than the league values them and they're all at the running back position. Which it's a shame for them because they're the ones who take some of the heaviest B teams and get run into the ground. I know. Who'd I want think, to be a running back? Absolutely. Especially because now you could literally go from college, go straight. Like Saquon Barkley is a great example. He went straight from college and started dominating the NFL. The question would be how much he gets paid and whether at the point that he gets paid after having, say, three, four, five seasons of probably 300 touches or so each year, how much he's going to have left in the tank.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because the Giants have got him on a nice long deal already because he was a high draft pick as well because they knew that was their guy. Actually, if you're yeah. a running back, you want to be picked up as a fourth rounder or something like that, go under the radar in the draft almost so that you're on maybe a 2-year contract. Yeah. And if you can show that you're good enough to play in the NFL and be that explosive and meet the high standards, you're going to get to be able to renegotiate your contract very quickly. Whereas the yeah. focus is on quarterbacks and and, and other positions in general to be able to for franchises to build their team around running backs when you think about elite running backs in the nfl there are obviously some that do have the odd season Uh, you know you look at david johnson that year he had was incredible and deserves loads of extra cash after putting up numbers like that but because they get worked so much their injury risk is so much higher they're going through you know, the, the toughest part going through the tackles and, and can have anybody fall on a knee, an ankle or something that puts them out for weeks. And, um, and there is very much a case of next man up. You know, look at uh, Matson yeah. with the Vikings. I'm not saying that he's as good as Dalvin Cook, but they didn't lose too much when they bring in Matson just to help carry the load a lot. So actually there's a lot of running backs around that can fill the void as long as you've got decent run blocking up front. So, yeah, I completely agree. I j- just going back, I think to, your running point, back to the uh, harsh reality of you need to wake up and see yeah. that you're not as valuable as you actually think you are. Cuz you make the superstar well, it, plays, but there's a lot of you about.
2: Big time. And it, I was listening to uh, Move the Sticks um podcast and and they uh oh, they a really to, good point that's on That's when there. they start
1: they start putting this on, now, don't they? Move the Sticks. What's right? What, February to February to April, is that right? Is that when they run? Yeah, that's
2: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just around the draft, yeah, and then they stop the rest of the year. But yeah, so so I was listening to them and uh, excellent point though, basically saying, you know, like you were saying there, Ollie, they if you're an organization, what you really want to do is get your running back in the first round, get one of those top talents like a Gurley, um, or you know, if a David Johnson and a Saquon Barkley, get them in the first round use up a lot of draft capital on them, yes, but then you've got them on a five-year deal, and then after that five years, you could tag them twice, technically, so you got seven years, and over those, and after that seven years, they're going to be done. Mm. So from an organisational point of view, there's no reason to go out there, especially as we're seeing, like Devontae Freeman got a huge contract, got injured, Todd Gurley got a huge contract that they didn't need to give him, yeah, because he still had another two years left on his contract, and then he got injured. It's just not, I so think David it's completely Johnson. changed now. They won't be doing it. They won't be doing it over the next 5 years.
0: But it's going to it's going really to get really awkward with running backs dealing with these franchises now because the running backs like Le'Veon Bell for instance are going to hold out and feel that they deserve more of a, a a share of the the pile of cash, especially with obviously the the uh, salary cap keeps on being extended every single year almost pretty much every single bargaining um, that they have, it goes up by another 10 million or so to make room for more players to be able to get more money. And running backs are going to want and demand a big share of that. And I just don't they're just think not they're going to it. get it. Yeah, They're going to
2: have
1: to form a new like their own union, aren't they? Running back union. <laughs> the nah, trouble will be, will be, though, Go on, the yes. trouble is they'll just get someone else to come and play it. That's all that will happen. There's enough people who can run, what, that terrible, that can run fast and can see where they should be going enough and hopefully hold on to the ball, that if the top-tier running back said, well, I'm not playing anymore, they'd just be like, you know what? It's fine. See ya." I like your description of running back. It's kind of a little bit true. See the whole run to it.
0: Run
2: through it. Get the ball, run the gap, score the
3: touchdown. (laughs) The
2: field. can i have some can i have some more money coach no you can't have any more money <laughs> nah, nah. you have to go and run some drills in the corner
1: yeah a, no, a- gap b <laughs> gap c gap just come on i mean if you look at the 49ers offense though that's basically what it is find the hole go through it probably score that's how it works
0: yeah
2: yeah it helps when the holes are absolutely massive
0: but but again that forty nineers offence highlights the exact point. They had three running backs, all of which were able to explode it at any point in any game. Not because of their great four. phenomenal running. Yeah. But, but but because they had guys up front that were able to create the holes and create the opportunities. I'm not that's not to yeah, diminish absolutely. the work that they did, but it also shows that that, that load can be shared by uh, a lot of people.
2: But it is it is hard to find a Carl Shanahan, though, isn't it? That's the thing. You you might be able to find a good offensive line and, a, and capable three capable running backs.
0: But hey, look, I can, if you haven't got a year, guy scheming can, it, then... Every single year, I can find you 31 coaches that can lose a Super Bowl. Don't worry about that. Carl Shanahan's <laughs> there. I was going
1: to make a joke too, but you beat me too, Ollie. Just, just going back to uh,
2: Melvin Gordon, I think one of the things about the Todd Gurley thing, my initial reaction for the Falcons was that I wanted Gordon. Because I think oh, that, really? that is Why? the yeah it's this it's just the safe safer option. I think really? Todd Gurley's got a potential higher upside, but well, yeah, Melvin Gordon hasn't been injured. He's not like he's not um, he's not on the slide or anything. Uh, there's no reason to think that he's not going to be as productive as he has been. But he's uh, never thought,
0: been. I'd never put him in that top tier of running backs. I, that may no, be hard, but I don't. Has I don't he been? Melvin he's Gordon been has like been a great running back.
2: He's been top ten, hasn't he? So he's probably that kind of like eight to ten range, which is,
0: which is good. The thing, then, the thing that annoyed me last year about the Chargers was that Austin Eckler and that offense was far better when when Gordon in. was out.
1: Yeah, Eckler's great though. But this a. I think Eckler's an undrafted guy. You know, so this is not a case of a player who's got high draft. What's wrong for? pedigree, if you will. But I think that Melvin Gordon hurts himself by sitting out last year when he should have played because all it did was show that actually the system works really well if you've got a player like Austin Eckler as opposed to Melvin Gordon. We don't need you. If you look at Todd Gurley, he's been one of the best backs in the league. At least one year, he was the best back in the league. Melvin Gordon's never done that. I don't think he has the talent to do so. So I think that if you have Gurley, your ceiling is a lot higher and I think the floor is probably the same to be honest. So... Yeah, Gurley would win every day in my books. Only that's one, fair.
0: only one thousand yard rushing season for uh, Melvin Gordon in his five years in the league so far.
1: And in his first two seasons, he didn't score a touchdown. Is that right?
0: Uh, he scored ten touchdowns in his second season, but his first season, he there didn't rush for a touchdown. First, yeah. he
2: didn't get one. And Did you think it's a, Yeah, it was a bit of a surprise landing spot, wasn't it? For them to, because they're not, they're not a team that cries out at that position. The Broncos.
1: I mean, I think they you want know, to try and get rid of Freeman. It's kind of strength on strength. You think that they'll trade Freeman? Or they'll just get rid of him. Maybe Freeman will be the third guy. So it'll be Lindsay, Gordon as a goal linebacker, and Freeman as a fill-in or special teamer. Yeah. Which but is funny because, of course, Royce Freeman was drafted quite high. This is they're the, quite the...
2: interesting, the Broncos. If, 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 if Drew Locke is legit, then uh, they're quite an exciting team, aren't they, coming forward? Don't you you think? never yeah, know what's
1: happening with Drew Locke. I Elway believes in him. John Elways in is, a lot. But if he is, you people. don't. I'm
2: just saying, if he is, all right? I don't buy that he's going to be a good quarterback. But if he is, then suddenly that team looks quite interesting, isn't it?
0: I think it's. Um, I'm not sure it's a great move for Melvin Gordon going there because. Philip Lindsay isn't quite the same as Austin Eckler, but is a similar kind of dual threat, can receive out of the backfield. He can be an every down back, really, if you wanted him to. And as you say, Jazz just doesn't perhaps have that punch for a two yard goal line stand or anything. But to me, Melvin Gordon has gone to Denver to be a backup to Philip Lindsay, which
1: a highly paid backup too.
0: Yeah, which is, yeah. again, it's if, if things what you care about, then fine. But if I'm running the offense in Denver, which obviously I should be, as a as a guy that's never played <laughs> professionally or reached any sort of high level of NFL competition and has no badges in coaching whatsoever, I'd be having Philip Lindsay as my first down running back and, and probably second and third as well, if possible. And then Melvin Gordon. I'd be your you running say, coach.
1: I'd be running game coach. You know, it is find the hole, run through it. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. <laughs>
0: I think John Elway needs Sorry. to give us a shout, Jazzy, because it's a one-two tandem. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, Just saying. Who needs Dave, Gary you can, Kubiak? Huh?
0: You can come too, Dave, as he takes another swig of his
1: I, You know what, guys? He's <laughs> always I'm drinking us, isn't it, isn't he? He's always <laughs> drinking on these podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've yeah, got a couple of...
0: Melvin Gordon could have gone one. to a team where he was the number one running back. But, but could he? Yeah. But could he? How do we know there's other offers for yeah. him? Yeah. Well, if he'd gone to Atlanta, he would have been the number one running back.
1: Yeah. But maybe they didn't want him. Possible. Because, again, if you look at what he's being paid, I'm not sure there's that many teams who have been willing to invest into him for that. Especially because of the holdout. I think that when players hold out, they actually do themselves a disservice in the long run. Although I know they're People trying to do it for business reasons. All they end up doing is make themselves look like they're malcontents and will do whatever they want because they're better than the team. And I don't think that teams really like that, to be honest... No. Especially
0: in a game like this. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I agree with that. It shows that kind of bad attitude and really what more and more teams are becoming. Um, oh, they're Aware of Belichick. it. it Belichick. Well, it's it's every it's the culture. That's what it is. Everybody talks about to be a great team. You need to have good players and everything, but you need to have a, a culture, a winning culture, and that good attitude. It's something that Doug Peterson has been praised for. It's something that Bruce has yeah. been praised for wherever he's gone. Um, it's obviously been talked about the Patriots all the time it's not about the individual it's about the team and you know if anybody holds out in New England or somewhere like that then they're not sticking around for very long and if it becomes more about the individual then they're not going to get it and teams that pick up individuals that, that do hold out will potentially have a far worse culture going into a new season because you've got a load of guys that when push comes to shove it's not about the culture it's about the money
2: Yep. Yeah. What do you guys so move, moving on to some other big ones, what do you guys reckon about some of the quarterbacks? Teddy Bridgewater was uh, a bit of a surprise for me. I think you're quite high on him, Ollie.
0: It's it's the one I, I called when we were talking about um and unfortunately the audio is corrupted from our free agency tracker discussion where I said one of the people I was interested in seeing what happens is Teddy Bridgewater because we picked a couple of guys each and and said where we thought they might land or what might happen to them. It started the great off-podcast uh, Austin Hooper debate that Jazz is you know way out on <laughs> not being, uh, not being a not fan. It's not my fault.
1: It's just not good enough. It's not my fault. Uh, good enough be. for what? He's an above-average starter in the league. Well, you know. Coming
0: off a I good season.
1: I, I, I would, yeah, he would have had 1,000 yards if he him.
2: didn't miss, like, two or three games last
1: year. I wouldn't sign him.
0: Well... <laughs> Hey, look, save that for the Austin Hooper <laughs> breakdown, but um, uh, but Teddy uh, Bridgewater going to the Carolina Panthers, I, I really like as a very safe pair of hands going into Carolina. I mean, obviously bad news for Cam, and I love the fallout of Cam posting on Instagram being like, you guys didn't, uh, I-, I didn't agree to leave, you guys are pushing me out. It's like, ah, oh, shut up Cam, like, you and your wardrobe, jog <laughs> on for the time being. The the story is Teddy Bridgewater's come back from that horrific injury and he's landed himself a sixty three million dollar contract. Yeah, I know. I love
1: that he's getting
2: paid. Yeah, yeah. It's a a bit risky. You say you say safe. You say safe pair of hands, though. Is it kind of? I
1: don't uh, think it's not the
2: most. It's not the most inspiring thing, is it? Like, what have we? You know, they should have ambitions. To be competing in that division, can they compete in that division with Teddy Bridgewater?
1: Not only that, it was Teddy Bridgewater's five games where he subbed in for Drew Brees because Sean Payton's an excellent offensive coach and knew how to try and tame things a bit for him. It's not like he put the game on his back and won it. So, but he's not going also to be asked to do, do in that.
0: He's not going to be asked to do that in Carolina either, because we know that their offense, the majority of it, is going to be working ways to get the ball into the hands of Christian McCaffrey. And as long as they can. But get it some, needs
2: to be more than that. It needs to be more than that. That's not good enough. They can't keep doing that. And he sure. will get injured at some point. That guy. Sure. And he won't get at the, paid.
0: At the moment, he's got a better a better shoulder than Cam Newton, who's had, had so many surgeries and and has been lacking in his in his passing for the last few years. And, and Cam is a broken asset at the end of the day. So you worry about him going on those runs, whereas Bridgewater isn't that kind of quarterback like he was when he was in Minnesota, where he was a bit more mobile. He, from what we've seen in New Orleans, he's he's a very adept pocket passer. Yes, he had some excellent weapons in New Orleans to help him out, and he's got a great offensive coach. But it's worth if you're if you're Carolina taking a punt on that because you're not. It's an able upgrade. To, you're not going to be able to get one of these brand new shiny quarterbacks in the draft coming out. I don't think so.
2: Yeah, where are they picking? Like is it is it 8 or something it's it's not it's not in the top 5 so they're yeah. not it is it's going to be a struggle for them isn't it i i accept that point and it's hard for them to you know they've got so many holes across their team that it would be hard for them to go all in um to move up the board to maybe get one of these quarterbacks i think it's it's kind of a a move where it's saying you know he's on a 2 3 year contract that's probably about right you know, because I don't think they're gonna be competing in the South for two or three years at least. You know, he's the worst quarterback in that division and two of them are forty years plus.
0: And if they can if they can get one of these quarterbacks in the draft at some point, what you do have is you've still got an older guy who's been around the league who has been developed under Sean Payton or almost redeveloped after that surgery, after that injury. Yeah. And so you've got a guy who's kind of been through it all and seen it all has had that potential of never playing again, has worked his way back to that. And that's, again, a great thing for a young quarterback to sit behind and learn from for a year, maybe two, and guide a guy coming in. And it'll be interesting. It's all kind of up in the air with the Panthers because you've got a brand new head coach as well. So maybe Matt Rule has said, look, this is a guy that fits far more into the system of football that I want to run that isn't going to cost you very much money. And then we can get a younger QB coming in, and we can build him behind Teddy Bridgewater. It's it's a long term development. I'm just really happy that Teddy's got a deal.
1: I'm not sure if I call him a, a adept pocket passer. I probably won't go that far. I, I mean, the question I have a pretty, pretty to, Teddy Bridgewater if I can get my words out. Who do you either have him or Jacoby Brissett? They're about the same to me. They are similar, aren't they? But who'd you rather have? They're the same
2: kind of level. They're like that. I mean, they're they're right at the bottom end of the QB scale for the league. I'd say they're like that kind of, I don't know, twenty-five to thirty-two kind of range for me. Yeah, I
0: think like, that's there's a lot a, of
2: good quarterbacks. There's a lot of good quarterbacks out there, but I just for I I I actually agree with. I think you made some really good points there, Ollie. I do accept them, and I think that kind of it can be both things can't it it can be we're trying to improve our team now but also we've got one eye on the future and that's sensible you know it shows that that's probably quite a you know it's a good organisation making that kind of decision they're not panicking and doing something crazy um like going in the draft and mortgaging their future and they're not giving like it's not an insane contract they've given him
1: no, so it's, it's
2: like steadying the ship, isn't it? It's probably about right. It's probably about right, isn't it? And it is an upgrade over Cam, so we know, think. Credit to them.
0: Yeah, we think. Yeah. Well, in every way, it it aside like from footballing, it probably is like personality, dress sense, ego. It's an upgrade. So <laughs> <laughs> sorry, wouldn't like you? you wouldn't you love it though
2: if 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 Bridgewater had turned up at the first camp and he's like wearing feathers Swagger. in his hat and <laughs> with uh, the the mountie hat with it too yeah <laughs> Come, oh, like God. i don't know some camo suit or something, something weird.
0: yeah it turns up in <laughs> a, uh what, who's it mario balotelli had that camo army camo bentley that he used to drive around in manchester like one of the <laughs> oh, worst, yes one of the that worst looking weird. cars i've ever seen in my life yeah it turns up in something like that like oh.
2: that guy was born to have been a wide receiver in the nfl wasn't he
0: Mario Balotelli, like he was
2: yeah. in the wrong. Or a, he was or in or the corner. wrong spot, or a corner, or a corner, or a corner, yeah, just some diva, diva position, corner, yeah. man, diva corner. What is wrong with wide receivers and cornerbacks? They're all yeah.
1: like it's just jawing all the man. time as well. They're always talking trash. Oh, at each other. Oh man, yeah, That's Mario terrible. Balotelli
0: is the ego of Terrell Owens in a footballer, <laughs> basically, isn't he?
1: <laughs> yeah, but without the work ethic. At least To he was Is he still playing hard? Yeah, he plays the st- uh, Italian side, Hollywood
0: oh, know. Yeah, he's at Brescia. Brescia, there you go. Oh, uh, uh, okay, of course, of course. He's had, a few, he's had a few decent games this year, in fairness. Um, just quickly on another quarterback, by the way, Ryan Tannehill getting 118 million, 91 million guaranteed over four years Ooh, from the Titans. Jazzy. Uh, yeah jazz's face <laughs> on the video call here is saying it all. so i'd like to pass i'd like to pass the uh, hand the floor over to jazz to give us his thoughts on uh, on ryan Tannehill and the big money deal i like
1: he's i like he's pacing around the room to, as well it's uh... it's on the floor now the ipad so i can't really sit down so i from my point of view i like the fact that they've rewarded him i think they've overpaid him but i think that if they hadn't overpaid him someone else would have overpaid him massively anyway Granted, he came in and transformed the offense after Mariota was stinking the place up, and they got to the AFC Championship, so fair play to them, but you've seen so many times where players have had a run of 10 games a season, even two, where they're really good and then they fall off a cliff. The question is whether the Tannehill we saw at the back end of the season with Tennessee is the real Tannehill, or is it the one we saw in Miami? Now, granted, he's got a very good running game around him, and of course, they've Franchise tagged Derrick Henry, didn't they? Is that right?
0: Yeah, yeah, they tagged Henry yes. after signing him.
1: And so if he stays healthy, at least they've got a running game they can kind of depend on, which is removing the sticks at ridiculous rates. But I just don't know if you leverage that much money at this point. I personally would have probably franchise tagged him rather than sign him to a long-term deal to see if he could do it for one more year. If he does it for one more year, he deserves every single cent. If he I doesn't... Agree. Then I think that you've got more of an issue in your hands. So I would have tried to sign Henry, but granted, Henry probably wouldn't want more than you're going to give him anyway. And then tagged Tannehill. That had been my point of view on it, just because I want to see more before I wager that much money on him. That's this, my feeling. Well,
2: it's like it's like Nick Foles, isn't it? Going to the to the Jags. I mean, he was surrounded by a bunch of trash bags. <laughs> but he, he was poor when he was playing. <laughs> but I mean, you,
1: you, you say that though. But so, when, he was, when he went, he had, what's his face? Leonard Fournette before he got continuously injured and stopped trying. He had a great defense on the side of the ball, which then stopped trying. He had a half decent offensive line. He had some decent receivers. So he didn't, wasn't going to a complete fire sale of a, of a team. The issue was the their offensive just line trying. sucks. Now that does yeah yeah, but when Foles went there the start of last season, they weren't as bad as they became. So the season before, they were better than they were this year.
0: Look, I I don't agree with the Levin- Leonard Fournette point. Like he was an injury prone bust a year before that. To me, like oh, he gets... Leonard Fournette, <laughs> he,
1: gets, <laughs> he gets he gets he gets yards. I miss sure, that, you know. but, but he. <laughs>
0: He's so unreliable yeah, but at the same with time, his health.
1: He, he gave up. But he's a, the, 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 the trouble you have is, like I said before on this podcast, is that the Jaguars were a team that had the most number of NFLPA complaints against their management and coaches. I think it was 25% of all the complaints to the NFLPA were about the Jaguars from, from their players. So clearly they had a bunch <coughs> of players that were not responding well to the type of management being given to them. So the players just stopped trying. That's the trouble.
0: And then plucky plucky Knicks there. So, hey guys, come on, we can we can still win a game. While Garda Minshew sat there on the sideline in his uh, you know the beach chair with the shades on and a cigarette, like, hey boys, don't worry about this. I got this next season. It's all good. Cracking a beer. What?
2: <laughs> what about what about Falls at the at the Bears then? Well, it's That's better than surely Trubisky. an upgrade, isn't it? It's clearly an yeah.
1: upgrade from Trubisky, and of course Matt Nagy knows how to use him because he would have coached him at Kansas City. So. There's a better chance of Foles doing something there. I just saw a funny thing the other day, though, about the Jags and the Bears, that two years before they signed Foles, both teams had really good defences, gone to the playoffs. The year later, they only got... They got beaten the playoffs narrowly. Years that Foles comes in, they all just nose-bomb or nose-dive. So it could be a case that could be the same for the Chiefs. Nose-bomb? I like that. Yeah, nose-bomb. (laughs) Nose-dive or just bomb. I am... I'm always like going to use nose let's bomb. Make, let's make that no, go. I like nose it. Bomb. Yeah, nose bomb. Um, so the question would be: Is he an upgrade over Trubisky? Definitely. But were there better options out there? Was Cam Newton maybe a better option than Foles?
0: No. That's no cool.
1: <laughs> hard
2: pass from this side.
1: It's a hard pass from Dave. I actually think that I would have taken Newton over Foles. Really? I would have done. I still would. But it's such a risk. You don't even know. Okay, is that based on your like? But they're both a risk. Yeah, but not an injury risk though. They're both injury risks. Foles got not injured. The obviously, same. he got he got smacked. Because the thing with Foles is he's very brave. Let's not let's not take away from uh, from BDN here. He's a brave man. That hit that he took when he broke his collarbone, he was throwing it and he got hit as he threw it. He's standing there waiting for someone to hit him and he takes the hit because he's doing it for his team. The trouble is, players like that yeah, at, his call, age, yeah. at his age are more prone to breaking things. Cam Newton, yeah, sure, he's had some injuries, but these injuries can be rehabilitated. I mean, remember Peyton Manning went to the Broncos. People said he was done. He had a noodle arm. He could never throw it. And he goes on and breaks every offensive record. You
2: can't wonder, it, but yeah, but not just
1: yeah. But it's different with
2: Cam though, because his so much of his game is based on running as well, and because he's older, and I think he's he's going to be a bit gun shy now. He's not going to ha- he hasn't got the same explosiveness as he had when he was running, you know, four years ago. Yep. So if he hasn't, if he's got a if he's got a bummed up arm and he's not confident enough running, what what does he provide?
1: Well, he was never like that, a great nothing. passer.
2: He was never a great passer.
1: He had he had power, didn't he? He had yeah. a good arm on him for power.
0: But but he doesn't have that anymore. Cam Newton no, is didn't. a more is a more beaten up weapon that is more difficult to keep safe. Basically. So from a longevity point of view because Foles isn't is is a temporary stopgap again in in Chicago. He's he's not the answer. He's a better he's certainly an upgrade on Tannehill. But he's not the answer. But he's I mean, a, he's a safer answer than uh, sorry a safer stopgap than Cam Newton and something that again they can maybe put in for a two years and either hope that Trubisky progresses or they can go and find a quarterback that they actually want on a longer term deal. Trubisky's yep.
1: done.
2: He's done. He's a backup. Oh, he should. Be. Yeah, I hope so. I never want to see him in the league. I don't want to see him. You don't well, at least who wants didn't... to watch him?
0: At least they didn't trade up for him in the draft and miss out His on anybody good or anything like that. His own mum don't want to watch him play football. <laughs> um, <laughs> just quickly, though, because um, I know we, we moved away from the Tannehill thing slightly, but the, the move that the Titans made in terms of franchise tagging Henry and paying Tannehill certainly yep. highlights the running back debate we were having about their value as well to me.
2: Yeah, totally. Yep. Good not point. worth
0: taking a risk on a running back who put up 1,500 yards last year and had, you know, was basically the offense for the majority of the season. Because if he goes down with all of those touches, as it's kind of not likely, but it's certainly a greater possibility, then you've put all of your chips in in that basket, and suddenly, you know, that sucks. At least with the franchise tag, if he stays healthy for another year, maybe you can then renegotiate him to another deal, or he, you might yep. have worn him out by that point anyway. And then you can move on and get yourself another running back. Whereas you've got. It's,
2: it's, t- it's definitely the right move, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: The thing is, though, what. So Tannehill's on a four year deal, wasn't it? 118. Is that right? Yeah. So that's less than 30 mil a year. If your franchise tagged Tannehill, you're probably paying, I think, 33. I'm going to guess 33. And Henry will now, on a franchise tag, be earning something like 13 or 14, maybe a little bit more. So in theory, if you franchise tagged Tannehill, you'd be paying him the same, and you'd probably be paying Henry a little bit less than you paid him on a tag. That's my feeling. So if anything, it would work out more financially to have not tagged Henry. I could be wrong. My maths could be completely way off, but that's the way I would see it.
0: Yeah, but possibly again, in terms of the it's finances, just, it's,
1: but it's, it's back but again, in the it's, right it's, horse. It's, yeah. That's the thing, you should say they're backing the right horse and putting the money in the right place. And again, unfortunately for running backs these days, not that they're dime a dozen, but you could find someone that could probably replace Henry. But at the same time, Henry does look like a man playing with boys.
2: Talking about dime a dozen, do you guys feel like there's suddenly loads of quarterbacks? Yeah. Like, it's wild. It's like they're... I'm trying to think of a good analogy. It's like you were in a mixed class in like six form and there were only three girls in the class of like 20 guys right and suddenly there's like 30 girls in the class and only 20 guys <laughs> right so very and you're strange like, like, who am i gonna you know who am i gonna dance with
0: you know yeah that's what you're thinking well it's because it's because there's all these old guys don't have to
2: chase after you don't have to chase after snaggletooth in the corner because there's not many, <laughs> not many QBs slash ladies. There's a, uh, you and know, there's a very there's strange
1: analogy. I'm not gonna lie. Is it? That's not what I, I would have gone like with. It. It's not what I would have gone with. If I'm honest, uh, I'd probably yeah. go for food restaurants. Maybe like you go, you live in a small village where there's three restaurants, and then you move to city and there's like fifty. You think, whoa, all this choice. What am I gonna eat tonight? That's what I'd be thinking. Oh, uh,
2: you know, yeah.
0: Could combine the analogies and eat snaggle tooth but that's a thing for a different podcast <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. well the yeah. reason why is because all these all these all these old guys keep on sticking around and sticking around Philip Rivers signs a one-year deal to keep him in the league till he's yeah, 39 yeah. Brady and Breeze at 42 and 41 at the moment I mean yep. they're gonna be around Breeze is gonna be around for two more years Brady won't retire until Breeze retires so he can be the longest running QB in the
1: NFL and have
0: that on his mantle um
1: Also, I think Brady wants to win a ring. Whether he will or not is a different question, but I think he really desperately wants to win a ring.
0: We'll come on to the Brady thing in just a moment um, because we should probably finish with the Brady stuff because I think it's quite a good, interesting topic uh, for debate of whether it's going to be any good or not. Um, We were talking quickly about uh, douchebag wide receivers that are quite mouthy, so we should probably talk (laughs) about Stefan Diggs. Uh, going to uh... oh of course yes that was <laughs> going that was another Buffalo Bills one. yeah first round he wanted, he, wanted pick. Out
2: there. he wanted to get out of there I thought it? did you guys see it though as sometimes these, these we had the Hopkins trade we've already talked about that to death where one team got fleeced and you can just see you can't you can only see it as a good thing for one team it's like zero sum but there's a few trades that come through and you're like oh that kind of works for both teams and I, this is one of those ones that I see it as. Do you guys have the I, same take? Or I think the bill's overpaid.
1: They're overpaid because of Hopkins' trade. You can't say trade's in isolation for wide receivers. I don't think you can. Or well, any player's position. If you've got a trade that happens for a quarterback and then another quarterback gets traded, their value should be similar if they're of similar talent. Now, I'm not saying Diggs is not very good. Diggs is very good. But is he as good as Hopkins? No. Now, I'm not trying to say that Johnson is worthy as a replacement to Hopkins, as we've already said and discussed, but I think the Bills overpaid a little bit. That's my feeling.
2: But the the Hopkins trade is is an outlier. Everybody agrees that that was a bad trade. So I don't know if you can see that as like a benchmark for a successful trade.
1: But the same thing. I think thing that that, that
2: should be excluded really from the conversation.
1: But again, if you go back to Hopkins, it's, the Texans it's wanted to get rid of him. The Vikings also didn't really want... Maybe they wanted to keep Diggs, but Diggs didn't want to be there. So what's better to trade a malcontent for maybe not his exact value or trade him and get as much as you can for him? Granted, maybe the Bills just offered that. Maybe it was a case of, we'll accept half the picks they gave us, but they offered this to begin with, so we snapped the handoff. Maybe that's what happened. Possibly. Of course, you don't know what happens behind closed doors, but that's, that's the issue. Again, it was a bit of a buyer's market for Diggs because he didn't want to be there. And it was clear... It wasn't like he kept it quiet. It was clear he did not want to be there at all. Yeah. Hmm. Well that's the that's the
2: difference between that and the Hopkins thing is the Hopkins thing kind of certainly for me came out of the blue where I didn't realise that there was all this undercurrent of kind of um bad vibes between hop yeah, displeasure. I didn't realise that was going on, so it just seemed like it came out of nowhere. But the Diggs yeah. thing has been building for three years, hasn't it? Or two years certainly. So yeah, but I, I like it for both teams, and I like Diggs. I think it could work really well. Yeah, I think I it's agree.
0: An, I think it's an excellent pickup for Buffalo because you've got a young, average quarterback. They've got a really <gasps> nice running back in. <laughs> it's been Singletary. nice about him. Dave. Did you hear that? He
1: said yeah, he's, I know. I thought that he's was average. quite kind. He said average. So you're saying
2: he's six sixteen. 16 kind of range no he's way
0: worse than 16 in the nfl oh, We're talking, right, okay. uh, We're talking if, average. if you're taking each team has two to three quarterbacks then put him in the middle range uh <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay so he's an average second quarterback basically
0: yeah yeah basically uh, um, okay
1: for a team that uh, went to the playoffs that's uh yeah that's, that's and pretty the big. only reason 111 didn't he he, so days. where
2: does he fall? Where does he fall on the Snaggletooth scale? Then is he is he Mrs. Is snaggletooth snaggletooth Miss Snaggletooth? Miss <laughs> Snaggletooth in the, in the corner, or is it like Snaggletooth's friend who's like slightly hotter, but like? Uh,
0: if you're saying the Snaggletooth <laughs> you're back is to a women bad again, thing, Dave, dude? Yeah, what's so wrong with you? I don't know. No, I'm He's just, been uh, drinking. He's been
1: drinking all day. That's the trouble. Uh, look, I, there's not a lot else to do, Jazz. Well, no some one of us still down. have jobs to do, Dave. You still have a job to do. I'm the one bumming around at home with nothing. Not anymore. I'm on lockdown
2: now. (laughs) I'm getting drunk.
0: Um, He, he at the moment, is not getting anybody coming up to him to ask him to dance, but he's at least throwing himself out there, making himself available to dance. He's out on the dance floor, dancing alone, and hoping somebody else will come up and dance with
2: him. He's got some leg out. He's got some leg out. I think maybe it's more like
1: he's surprised everyone with his dance moves still. Ollie's on
3: board.
0: Look, the reason why the Buffalo Bills didn't beat the Houston Texans was Josh Allen in the playoffs. He was the reason why they didn't win that game. He choked. He was an inexperienced quarterback in a big moment, and he wet the bed like a four-year-old. So uh, is that too old? I don't know what age you stopped wetting the bed. I was a late one. Um, but <laughs> what <laughs> what they've that's, done... That's
2: <laughs> quite young, I think. I think like, kids wet the bed until like, eight or something, don't they? Uh, that, I that definitely didn't wet the bed old? past three, so whatever.
0: All right, jazz. Mm. I
1: wet the bed the other week, so I don't know. If...
0: Yeah, you, <laughs> right. you. have been. Was drinking. it was it
1: was it, wait, 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 was it your bed had or been, your yeah. uh, or your bed frame that's not really a bed at all?
2: That's a spare room.
1: Oh, jazz. so that, you, you didn't pee on that one? No, no. Oh,
0: okay. Well, no, because no one should sleep on that because it's not a real bed.
1: It's not actually a bed. No, that's yeah. right. Um... Have you got a mattress back here, Dave? No. Oh. <laughs> Well now is a great no, time and to I- get one. It should be all of be on sale.
0: He spent all of his money on San Miguel unfortunately. There's no mattress money
1: left. Is that what he's drinking? Yeah, no.
2: it was it was all they had in Tesco, so I panic bought some uh, San Miguel. Um I had to elbow a, uh, an old man to get it as well. Um
0: Tough times, yeah. man. Tough was times. it was it the
1: elbow because you're trying to get him out of the way or an elbow to say hello? Because, of course, that's how it's supposed to say hello these days, isn't it? Elbows. Oh, no. I, I hit him in the face real hard.
2: And then oh, he went okay, down. Okay. And then I, yeah, and then yeah, I yeah. took the I San Miguel.
1: Then you took the San Miguel. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Nice. So
1: smash Sorry. and grab.
2: Yeah, smash and grab. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, fittest, he, may, it, so. he may have actually been, like, asking me a question at the time about, like, where another item was and the- I didn't really hear it. He might not have actually been going for the San Miguel. Like, I don't know. But I didn't want to take the risk.
1: So. Well, his fate intervened. It doesn't matter if he's going for it or not. He's still got an elbow to the face. That's what you're trying to say? Yeah,
2: like, I didn't want to take the risk, so
1: I franchise tagged him in the face. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. That's not franchising. That's a transition. That's like, we'll see what happens. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice, yeah. Uh,
0: I, But I think it works for the Buffalo Bills, Stephon Diggs, because... Oh, that's one well, thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Diggs. One thing they're one thing they're missing is a real studly receiver. I mean, I like John Brown. Um John
1: Brown did really well last year. Yeah, had a good year. He's great. But, but at the
0: Smaky. same time, I think Stefan Diggs would be an improvement on John Brown, which will only benefit John Brown as well in getting more space. Uh, and they've got yeah. a decent running back in, in young running back as well in Devin Singletary. So I think it just makes sense if you're gonna add more weapons to that offence wide receiver is one you'd want. And Stefan Diggs is a, is a great threat as long as they can maintain kind of keeping his personality cool and everything like that. You know, it's a, it's a very useful acquisition for the Bills because they had a great D last year. It was the offense that had to kind of keep up with that defense. And there's a window opening now to to get at the New England Patriots in that division. So...
2: Big time. They're so going go, all in, aren't they? They want yeah, to go take big the top, now. yeah
0: and and see if you can start establishing yourself in the AFC East and be the number one team in that division.
2: Oh, how good would it be to see another team sit in the top that division? I'd really, I'd enjoy that. That'd be a great
1: day. If it we would be, see
0: that. be as satisfying as punching an old man in the face for a beer in Texas. <laughs> no, no. No, Ollie,
1: elbow, elbow. Elbow. elbow, elbow. Sorry, elbow elbow, elbow, elbow.
0: Apologies. Elbow, apologies. come on, elbow. Um, but yeah, yeah. David's not it, some savage. I think it's a trade that works for the Vikings too, because they've got a whole lot of draft picks that, you know, they can probably they can pick, find with. themselves a decent a decent receiver in the in the draft and, and reinforce. Yeah, and-
2: it's supposed to be a really good draft for receivers, and uh, they've got loads of holes now. So I think that they, there's a lot of work to do. Like the Vikings are kind of, I don't know, they're a, an odd team because there's a lot of talent there, but there's a lot of old talent there. Yeah. And we're still not sure about their quarterback situation, so <laughs> don't want to get into it too much. Oh, he's trying to bait. Isn't uh... it? He's trying to bait something. <laughs> but yeah, it's so. I think it's a good move for them. You yeah. know, and they've still got a number one receiver, so it's okay.
0: Yeah. Um. Very quickly, then, uh, Dave. I just want to get a couple of lines on you and a couple of Atlanta things. Uh. So like, real, real nice, speedy ones. The Austin Hooper move. He has gone to the um the browns
1: Browns (laughs) to be a backup tight end that's right
0: frustrated or you know sad to see him go or what
2: uh it's a shame i don't i mean we picked up hayden hurst um from the ravens and it's hard to know what to expect from him He's a former first rounder but he hasn't really kind of he's shown flashes i actually went back and watched some kind of highlights of him from his three years with the Ravens, because I couldn't really remember a lot about him. I knew the name, but obviously he got overshadowed by Mark Andrews and mm. who's the other guy? They had like three quality tight ends there. Who's the other guy?
0: They were very good out of any three tight ends as well last year. That was one of the big things that they had as a as a quality yeah. offense.
2: Um I mean, obviously, you know, they were running the ball so much as well. Um, that having two tight ends in there made complete sense from that point of view. But yeah, he he kind of got overshadowed there. So it's hard to know, but he was he was very highly touted out of college. So I think that if we hadn't have picked him up, I would have been more bummed about it because Austin Hooper had been threatening to kind of break out for about three years and he was always that player that especially fancy heads had been talking about to take the next step. Um, and he hadn't done it. And then he does it and then we kind of lose him. Um, so... It's a bit frustrating, but you can't keep everyone. And it's not it's no. not like that's our problem, is like the passing game in Atlanta.
0: And, so they and can't you've...
2: they couldn't have paid him. They need to pay other players, they need to get better um, players on defense, you know.
0: Just quickly as well on uh Dante Fowler coming in from the Rams uh, as an edge rusher. Well,
2: exactly. You know, I'd rather I'd rather take that money and pay somebody like Devontae Fowler because um that's that's our weakness. You know, we need to get sacks. It's a little bit concerning that he might be a flash in the pan, <laughs> kind of like Vic Beasley, um, just because he was he was with the... Um, who, was he, who was he with before the Rams? And he didn't do a lot at all. He Don't didn't do about, a lot at all jaguous. for his first three seasons. Jags for three seasons, Jags. that's it. And, and they and got Yannick Ngokwe in the
1: third round and Yannick Ngokwe outperformed him instantly.
2: Yeah, yeah. And then but then with the Rams last year he got something like twelve sacks, um, which is very productive and it's exactly what we need. So Yeah, there and Donald
1: in the middle. It, yeah, yeah. That's um, a big player in the middle of a D line that takes up two or three men and still gets through. Mm. He's an absolute game wrecker. If you've got a game wrecker in the middle of a D line He's it's just it's an absolute game changer from the point of view of taking away all the blocks in the periphery, which is what what's his face Dante value would have had a bit of um, benefit from.
0: Jazzy, in terms of your Steelers, Eric Ebron's probably the main acquisition at the moment.
1: Well, I th- well as we've discussed privately, he's definitely better than Austin Hooper, um, <laughs> but I don't know what he would really do or bring. The issue you have, we have anyway, is that the tight ends haven't done much for a while, I mean Heath Miller was the last tight end we had that was given us any sort of reliable production whether or not that's because the ones we have haven't been good enough or whether or not maybe the system we play is not quite tight end friendly enough is the question as well I always thought Vance McDonald was going to do more than he did because he showed so much in San Fran He had a couple of games obviously where he kind of stiff-armed someone straight to hell on one of those plays which was amazing when he was playing for the Steelers But whether Ebron comes in and becomes a red zone threat, um, whether or not he helps to take the load a little bit, maybe play more two tight end sets, I'm not really sure. And with Juju, if they can keep Juju, Deontay Johnson and James Washington all healthy, you've got a very good group of three receivers to work with. So you only need one tight end to really work with that. So maybe he's there just for the red zone, possibly, but I'm not sure.
0: There's a few Tasty Free agents still on the market, um, depending on how you see them. But obviously the, the brighter names, and Ndamukong Sue uh, still unsigned after the Bucks are going to uh, release him. Jason Peters, the 38-year-old offensive tackle out of the Eagles, is uh, still unsigned. Brashard Perryman and Emmanuel Sanders from the Bucks and the 49ers, respectively. Oh, well, no. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders there. is signed with the Saints. Oh, has he? Oh, this is... Uh, I've not He's seen that. He's gone to the Saints. Uh, Logan Ryan. Um, still out and about and available, Bobby Anderson at the Jets as well, the wide receiver. So there's still some talent out there. David Clowney hasn't been picked up yet. No one's picked up James Winston, odd one, isn't it? Well, Winston, yeah, I know, crazy. No, no, <laughs>
1: Clowney, Clowney's the the one. <laughs> Winston, no, but who's who takes Winston? Because he obviously was trying to come back to Tampa Bay, which of course we'll get to happen with Tampa Bay in a second. But obviously they're never going to take him back. So now he's going to be a backup, isn't he? But where does he go as a backup? Well, I don't know. And is
2: is he gonna is he gonna take the kind of money that a backup's going to get. I mean, the guy thinks that
1: he's a starter. Worth 30, 35, yeah. The question would be that if no one's offering it, you've got a choice. You either take the money that's offered or you go out of the league. I've got an alternative
0: career for Jameis Winston. He can go take a small contract with any NFL team, CFL team, and he can be used when the machine that fires balls into the air for the DBs to intercept in training, he can be used instead of that. You can preserve the longevity of your equipment on the training <laughs> field and you can just have Jameis Winston there throwing 100 interceptions, doing what he does best every single game, <laughs> every single day at training. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I like that. The guys, I don't know anybody that would, I can't understand why anybody would pick him up. I don't see what his value is to anyone. Well, no,
2: I think that he could hold your franchise back as well because he's because he's well, but he's he, he's not in terms of a
1: starter. I mean, even I mean as a backup, you yeah. think that he's he's that bad? That you'll go in as a backup and you'll still regress the team. Well, no, my That's point is that he's
2: no, no, no. Let me make the point before you laugh like a maniac.
1: No, I think it's brilliant.
2: That, I think it's brilliant but you don't know what I'm saying yet. Okay, sorry. So <laughs> he's, so if he comes in as a, as a backup and in a kind of Bears situation where there's like a starter who's maybe not performing well enough or you've got question marks about him, he might win that starting job because he can play well in patches, but then he's still the same turnover machine that he always was. So that's what I mean. He's going to, he can like, he can stop you making a decision. Or he could have one year or half a season where he plays really well. And then you're like, well, what do we do? Do we keep him and tag him? Do we pay him more? I just think he's like, you can see, even if he does kind of well, he's still like could potentially be a
1: bad option, if it's, that makes it's sense. It's a burden Do you know if I mean? he does better. Yeah, it's a burden. Yeah, yeah. plays See, well. I, I really preferred the way I saw it when you first said it, was that if you haven't him <laughs> in <if you> <laughs> the building well, all, you just enjoy your team gets worse. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what I thought you were going <laughs> with. You bring me your team, yeah, your fun. team gets worse. But yeah, it, it well, does handcuff like you well. at
0: the backup <laughs> quarterback position, because if you have a, a name like Winston, and yeah. you, you need to There's bring him in for any reason. There's
2: pressure on a rookie and stuff, isn't there? It
1: puts pressure on whoever's there. Yeah, he's because if he goes a to somewhere, there. there's a rookie there. More likely, as he goes to a team that's got an or a <laughs> entrenched veteran, he's going to be
0: there. Can you imagine being a rookie QB? Like, you know, these five QBs in the draft who are going to go seemingly in the first, what, 10 picks or whatever. Everybody yeah, wants yeah, to get yeah. a piece of one of them. And then yeah. you sit down, it's like, yeah, we've brought in Jameis Winston to try and mentor you, you know, in your first few years <laughs> in the league. Like, mm. You know what? Speaking actually, of. Uh, go on. It, well, no. You can just imagine the kind of. I'd love it to be on Hard Knocks or something like that, where it's uh, the QB room, and Jameis just leans over. It's like, hey, you see those guys there in the in the red? You don't want to throw it to them. Throw it to the guys in the white, Jameis. <laughs> with, <laughs> we want to throw it to the in guys red. in the white.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, other thing though, going back to Funny. bringing people in as backup quarterbacks, just as an aside, obviously Winston was drafted one position in front of Mariota. Do we think Mariota to the Raiders is a good move? It's just a kind of meh move. Like it's kind
2: of like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I like I don't know. Who cares? I thought it. <laughs> <Like it's... laughs> okay,
0: fair I thought it would have well, more like, repercussions. Is he,
2: do we do we ever re, Do we think that he's going to have a rehabbed career? I I can't see it. But I I didn't really see Ryan Tannehill coming. So if he goes and does a Tannehill at the Raiders, that would be really interesting, wouldn't
1: it? And Tannehill th- does badly. That would be really funny.
0: I thought the move was going to have repercussions (laughs) because Mariota moved, and then a few days later, the Brady thing was announced, and I thought it basically was an indication that Gruden, as it's been rumoured quite a lot, isn't that big a fan of Carr, and so he was going to bring in Mariota, and that then they were going to trade off Carr to the Patriots, and the Patriots would end up getting Derek Carr coming in to replace Tom Brady, which I still think could happen.
2: Could happen?
0: And would be a really nice position Um, for the Patriots to put themselves in.
2: Yeah. I have heard that um, both Mike Mayock and Gruden were really high on him when he was coming out of the draft. Really high on him. So they might feel that they could... Get him good. You know. Yeah. And like the kind of... Especially Gruden who sees himself as a quarterback whisperer and really backs himself... He might see it as like his real kind of—I don't know—like if he could turn around that guy, that might be kind of, yeah, like a huge coup for him. You could see that, couldn't you? Like where he, because he's got an ego on him, like he sees that he could be the one to do it.
1: Or, what was the most exciting thing about the Saints' offense last year?
0: Michael Thomas.
1: No, Taysom Hill. So maybe they've brought in Mariota to be the Taysom Hill of the Raiders' offense. Maybe nah, that's what Mariota's
0: it is. not as versatile or as strong.
1: He's not as strong, but he's still very fast. He's still got rapid wheels on him.
0: That's the one thing I don't want them to do though. I don't want Mariota to become a gimmick that they bring in and they start doing things like Wildcat stuff and whatever. Like when Vic was at the Jets initially and I didn't I didn't like I don't like seeing mobile quarterbacks kind of get used in that way for the sake of using them in that way. I think what Sean Payton's done with Taysom Hill's actually been very impressive, but it's one of the only times that I think a mobile quarterback has been put in that be a bit of everything sort of situation and has really succeeded and flourished. Most of the other times, it just ends up being a bit of a bust play. Like when they brought in oh, yeah, Mariota for a couple of times in the playoff games when, after Tannehill had taken over. They brought in Mariota a couple of times, put Tannehill at receiver and stuff, and it's like, oh, what's the point? That was
2: sad, wasn't it? That was yeah. sad. He must have up. felt like a real like, ache in his heart.
1: Well, maybe, maybe they had a, a contract clause that if he got a snap in the playoffs, the quarterback, he got extra money. He was like, put me in for one snap and I'll be happy. Could have been that as well. But I, I totally agree with you, but it doesn't erase the fact that teams like to copy what's worked for other teams. And so because of that, if they see that it's worked well for Taysom Hill, they think, well, Mariota is a similar height. Maybe not as well built, but he's still very fast. He can throw the ball. Maybe we try and use him as the Taysom Hill role in our offense. Maybe that's what they were I thinking.
0: Just, I just think as well, if you're gonna, if you're going on that line of thinking, you're better off getting a young quarterback out of the draft and molding him into that position because you can really then pick your kind of the build on the guy, the the wheels. The you don't have to have the greatest arm, but have a solid arm kind of thing, and you probably don't end up paying as much money as you would with a Mariota or someone like that. And Mariota was probably going to be there if they hadn't picked him up. Anyway, so... Or but, do you try well, and
1: get Mohamed Sanu instead? <laughs> I mean, he's got a good arm. He's done it before. And he can run. He can catch the ball. Um,
2: Ollie, did you want to talk about Brady?
0: Yeah, I was going to say, let's wrap it up with the uh, with some discussion about Brady. Obviously, First of
1: all, is he going to get the number 12 jersey? Yeah. You think so? When's yeah, gonna TB, give
0: it TB12 gets his 12 jersey. yeah he's
2: gonna he's gonna buy who's who's got it chris godwin yeah chris godwin he's gonna give him like a buy him a humvee or something something shiny and (laughs) he will he will
1: he'll buy him a present
0: Oh yeah, he'll he pay will. him. He'll pay him whatever he wants for it. It's, it's too players valuable. Players do that.
1: Players do that. Oh no, I know. I'm not saying that they're not going to do that, but some players really like the numbers that they have. So I just asked if you think that he was going to get the number or not. That's all I'm some asking. Some players like Humvee's. Not the, Jazz. not the compensation package. I don't give a, Don't give a crap about that. I just want to know if you think he's going to get it or not.
0: Yeah, hundred yeah. percent.
1: Absolutely. They're not going to well, start the season
2: go. without him playing 12. Like. I, I think it's just a kind of, and I saw an article where Godwin was basically saying like he was being a bit coy about it, and he was like saying, "Oh, maybe I'll have to, you know, buy him some present or something." But it's obvious, you know, like <laughs> Humvee, he's, he's, Humvee, yeah, humvee. Give me, he's he's humvee. angling to the Humvee. I want the Humvee? <laughs> he's angling to the Humvee. Wow. You know, his agent is in discussions right now with Brady's agent for the Humvee.
0: So, bearing in mind that they are okay, do you think it's a good move for the Patriots? for Tampa Bay and for Tom Brady?
1: So, I me, mean, where do you even start with that? Should uh, we start with Brady? No, no,
2: yes, and maybe.
1: <laughs> I'm going to say yes across the board. Okay. Because the Patriots needed to get rid of him. Because you can't just keep Why? going indefinitely, waiting for him to retire every year, thinking this just going to be the last year. And not having any weapons to put around it means that you're basically wasting him. And I think Belichick, he really wants to win a ring without him. He wants to show I'm not just the Tom Brady show here. I need mm. to show that I can win it with someone else. And Belichick's also not the a spring chicken anymore. He's thinking, I well, maybe have five, ten years left in me, tops. So I'm to get this guy out the door so I can find my next one. And then I can start winning games and start winning playoff games and showing everyone. It- no, no, I am the reason we've won it. Yeah, it is a do. different question though. It is a different
2: question though, Jazz, whether it's good for Bill Belichick and what he wants, or if it's good for the Patriots as an organization, because they, right now, I mean, you know, they're obviously going to start the season with a quarterback. Yeah. Um, but right, right now, are they are weaker at that position, and we d- and they've got a very uncertain future, and. So I don't see how, right now, they're better off without Tom Brady.
1: Because the question would be, that it, like most teams say, or most teams can do, of course, they can start trying to play badly and trying to win the next year's star player. Of course, Trevor Lawrence being that player in question for the year after. And so you've got to question whether or not the Patriots are thinking, well, if we get rid of some of our old free eight, old people who play well but maybe cost a bit too much, try and get lots of draft capital, try and get lots of cap space... Don't do very well this year, a bit like what the Colts did when Manning went down and they got luck. Get Trevor Lawrence and then there's your quarterback for the next 10, 15 years.
2: Do you think that they're going to be angling for that? I can't imagine that the I Patriot way is going to accept a
1: 4-12 a, a four and, four and
2: 12 season.
1: But then if a 4-12 and 12 season gets you a franchise QB that you then catapult and win Super Bowls again with, you then think, oh no, fair enough, he knows what he's doing. I think Belichick has earned enough trust and also enough... He's won enough to be seen as a case of, well, he's had a down season, so you just let it slide. I mean, it's like what um, Sir Alex Ferguson had with United. He didn't win every single year. Some years he had a down season. But you gave him the trust that he knows what he's doing and then he came back and won again. So you have that it's- with a coach in that stature.
0: It's definitely the start of a rebuild, a kind of across the board, really. In in New England, you get the feeling. Yeah. yeah there's been a few other names. Uh, Danny Shelton um, has gone to the Lions. Van Noy, Van Jimmy Noy. Collins James. has gone. Jamie Collins yeah. went. Carl Van Noy, as you say, yeah. So and obviously now Brady too. So there's definitely a restructure going on on both sides of the ball. Uh, for me, I think it's great for the Patriots because it almost one now he's gone it it's gone and everybody can I don't it's very difficult to get fans to do this but I think fans should if you're a Patriots fan you should sit there and say wow we've just had the greatest era that we'll ever have as in a franchise history with the great quarterback and a great coach and it's going to get rocky they're not doing
2: that though they're not doing that though they're all like they're all crying about it
0: but, uh, but uh, again, this is what should kind of happen is that the Patriots, it, yeah. takes, it takes that moment off the New England Patriots. Now, if Tom Brady's not going to retire in a decent time span, as you say, Jazz, it, it just it pulls the band-aid off before it becomes almost unbearable of Brady's back up again and he's 53 fair, yeah, years yeah, yeah. old and everything like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I th- that's the trouble. More years. <laughs> I, think it's, I don't think it's actually great for Tampa Bay because you've just gone and got the oldest player in the NFL, who can't have much more No, left no, in no. Him.
1: Vinatieri's older, isn't
0: he? Yeah, okay, but like...
1: So, I mean, get your facts right. Dave loves well, a fact.
0: It's more for, a, you know, dramatic stats. Uh, kind of in the... In the uh, he's the
1: oldest quarterback. You're right about that. Look,
0: he's, he's, old as, he's old as hell. He's a guy that is... That arm isn't going to be as powerful as it was, and he's going into an offense that's filled with deep threat weapons. Now, how are you going to get an old quarterback to throw it to deep threats. I mean, Godwin might be fine because he caught a lot of the uh, underneath routes. But, you know, Mike Evans, I think, is going to get really, really frustrated if Brady's arm is dwindling with power. And we never really saw Brady have the same amount of power that he's had, you know, three, four years ago. So he is a player on the decline. And you can say he didn't have as many weapons in New England last year, but I think there's also a case that Brady wasn't necessarily holding them back, but he wasn't pushing them on like Tom Brady has done in the past when he's had limited weapons. So for Brady, it's great. He's got loads of options, like he had when he had, um, you know, Welker and Moss. It's probably the best receiving core since then. I think you said that, Jazz, on a on a WhatsApp message that we had. But yeah, I don't I stand th- by that. I don't think it's great actually for Tampa Bay in terms of they've got a phenomenal skill set position in the receiver core and um, and tight end. They just need a running back and a decent quarterback. And unfortunately, they messed up with Jameis Winston. But there are other quarterbacks out there that I would have preferred to see in that position right now. I'd have probably taken Philip Rivers over Tom Brady because Rivers has still got a little bit more life left in him. Yeah, but
1: Philip Philip Rivers is not a winner. He's not a serial winner. Tom Brady is. You put Tom Brady in that locker room, suddenly everyone sees him training, he sees him putting the work in, they see everyone's held to a different standard. It's about, again, what you said before, Ollie, it's about culture. You bring someone like that in, he instantly transforms your culture. But does Tom
0: Brady but does Tom Brady bring that culture and everybody immediately reacts to it? Or does a head coach bring that culture and everybody immediately... I think it's easier for a head coach to inject that culture than it is for one player to bring that culture in because it's a 53-man you know, roster at the end of the day. There's a lot of personalities there. And Brady it's
2: or- difficult for... It's difficult for Aryans to bring in a culture because you kind of everybody kind of knows he's not going to be there in a couple of years. And if you haven't, if you've got the head coach and the quarterback, you feel like just logically, you're like they're not going to be here in two years. It's hard to feel like it's a buying into it.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, like they could win now. You know, they could go and win it all in the next two years. Yeah. But it's kind of it is an odd one. I wonder how the fans kind of feel about it. I, well, I mean, be I really guess they're, they're probably excited, but um,
1: go from Jameis Winston so to Tom Brady. Come on, you The only thing is,
2: it. though. The only thing is, unless they upgrade their offensive line, you know, one thing that Winston's good at is evading um, initial pressure. He's a very mobile quarterback.
1: See, he throws picks. That's why. <laughs> yeah, but he is. his movement.
2: Yeah, but his movement is. initially is good. Like, he makes bad decisions with that movement, but his movement can be really good, and Tom Brady doesn't really have that.
1: No, but he Um, is now He
2: he might not need that because he's got these good weapons that hopefully will get open soon enough where he can get rid of the ball as quickly as he's used to, but he will have had a far better offensive line in New England than he's going to have in Tampa Bay, and he's another year older. So yeah. unless they upgrade that, then it kind of feels like we can, you know, you can get excited about the weapons, but is he going to be able to get it to them? Do they?
1: I think it's still a big upgrade, and I would still take obviously Tom Brady over Winston. A. Of course, we all would.
2: I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the thing I mean, again, its, it's certainly interesting, isn't it? It's
1: massively. fascinating. Massively. I mean, going back to the uh, the Patriots thing, whether it's a good thing for them or not, is Matt Castle a franchise quarterback? Was Matt Castle ever a franchise quarterback? No. The answer is no to that question. Um, So, and he went 11-5 and in a Josh McDaniels offense. Is Brian Hoyer a franchise quarterback? No, but when he subbed in the Patriots scheme before, he didn't look that bad. He looked pretty good and managed to earn himself, I think, a starting job with the Texans from doing that as well. So you look at the way that these systems are, and because they've had the same system for so many years, these players know it inside out. So it becomes easier to plug and play certain positions, even a position like the quarterback, because McDaniel seems to know how to just make it work for him. So if that's the case, the chances of um, Jared Stidham coming in and doing something is quite high. Or if they then draft someone or if they pick someone else up, maybe Cam goes there. I saw a really funny rumour that maybe uh, Deshaun Watson might end up with the Patriots, but I don't think Bill O'Brien is that stupid.
2: Mm, that would be that would be hilarious if they if he trades his other yeah. that's some pig ponies stuff but i think yeah. uh yeah Mark i mean it's definitely a rumor that's that
1: probably completely unfounded but i thought well oh, that's interesting what probably if never happened what if you're
0: tampa bay and you're kind of banking on the idea that you can sign winston to a backup contract because nobody else will take him on the free agency market because he isn't Valued as a starter at all, nobody's going to want Jameis Winston when there are five brand new QBs to come into the league yet. So, yeah. what if Tampa Bay want to have the chance to re-sign him and then have him behind Brady for two years, and Brady basically giving him a QB breakdown?
1: Um, Do you think
0: that's the plan? I, I mean, I don't, I, I but I don't know what else. It's a nice thought. I like the I thought. I don't know what. What the plan it's is outside I, the box, but I just don't see I don't see Tampa Bay winning it in the next two years with an offence led by Tom Brady. Particularly with no run game as well. I mean they still have a really poor run game.
2: Yeah. Bad offensive line, no running game, defence is kind of it's good. trending in the right direction. It's yeah, but it's not it's year. not
1: top five. It's it was not top, top five, five last year. It was top five what, last year. Overall it was top what, five r- last year. I want you can check that for us. But it was top five. It went from being... How a- many
2: shootouts... Hang on. How many shootouts did they have? How can I'm they have been sure the top, top five, five offense? Well, that's crazy if it is. Think of how many like shootout games they were in. I know that, that part of that was because Winston was burying them with seven pick sixes. But yeah. there's no... Speaking I to, I back know, back to Winston quickly.
0: Well, so, so, sorry, were you talking of offense being top five? Defense. No, I'm
2: saying the defense, oh, defense. for the Buccaneers. You're if they're see- a top five, then that speaks badly to the league to... To be honest, but I know that <laughs> yeah. they're trending in the right direction.
0: <laughs> they they were um, what fifteenth in yards allowed over the year and twenty ninth in points allowed over the year. Their D.
1: Well, what, what total?
0: What do you mean? That's that is the yards allowed over the year and points allowed over the year. They were fifteenth and twenty ninth. Okay, what
1: the, was their rushing D and passing D? Uh,
0: rush, <coughs> rush D. They were the number one rush defense.
1: Wow. That's fair, um, but their passing defense.
0: day was thirty second in the league.
1: Okay, so that's because they were in shootouts. But there you go, the run defense. Oh, sorry, 30th but I did
2: to be right. Okay, so league. I'm kind of I'm kind of right, but I also accept that that was quite nice to hear that they had a good rush defense. Because I didn't know that. That's so true, actually. Because you think last year, so that's year, a bit of balance there.
1: Last year when they played McCaffrey twice, McCaffrey got something like eighty yards between both games as opposed to his usual yeah. 120, 140 receiving and rushing. So if they had have given up normal yards to McCaffrey, McCaffrey might yeah. have got much closer to that 2,000-yard mark.
2: Yeah, maybe they can build on that. I just... Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a wild situation that we're going to see. Can you... Just the visual of it is going to take some getting used to, isn't it? Like Horrible. seeing Brady in a... Especially as he's going to be in the same division as my team, it's it's just going to be so weird. Oh yeah. Just hey Atlanta.
0: So Look who's back. Remember me. Brady. <laughs> I just hope oh, that great. Grady
2: Grady Jarrett just like just absolutely just mushes his face into the dirt
0: just bah. It's really respecting yeah. that legacy that Tom Brady's built in the NFL. Then yeah. you you want to see a dirt face mashing. All right, great. <laughs> yeah, I
2: don't want to see him like I don't want to see him hurt. I just want to see, you know, I, I want to see him game. get sacked like 4 or 5 times against Atlanta.
0: Like, I'm sure this has been said by loads of people as well. Um, but I'm a big fan of like the sports kind of stories, the the iconic imagery and everything. Um, so, for instance, Teddy Bridgewater getting a starting job, I really like just because of the the story and the road to recovery. In the same way, I wanted Tom Brady to not be anywhere except the Patriots because that's a great story. That's not going. Anywhere for, that's not going anywhere for money or anything like that. It's about being there because he was born a Patriot and he finishes a Patriot. And he created his legacy and, at the Patriots. Aren't you
2: kind of happy as well, though, that you don't have to have, like, if he retired as a Patriot, the amount of press that would be like, oh, it Got would you. just be insufferable. They're just the he amount of comments re- and stuff, uh, yada, yada. Uh, if he's going to retire a Patriot, he should have done it off six that round. Super Super best of all time, goat. Uh, and all these players tweeting, ah, oh, goats, uh, no more goat.
0: All right. Yeah. Well, well he, that's <laughs> but that's the thing. What if he what if he spends 2 years in Tampa Bay getting the living crap kicked out of him and everyone's like, yeah. I mean, great. It, it it could look great for Bill Belichick cuz it would be like, oh yeah, we were competitive still with Tom Brady and look what he is. Actually, you take him out of my system and he's he's getting his ass kicked all over the place.
2: How like, how wild is it going to be if he takes uh what's his name, Stidham? Stidham? Stidham, Stidham yeah. Stidham.
1: Jared Stidham.
2: If if he takes Jared Stidham and then they still win that division and go, you know, 11, <laughs> like 5, and something like that. Yeah. That would be wild. And Brady gets, you know, the crap beaten out of him, gets sacked eight times by Grady Jarrett over the year and uh,
1: <laughs> then retires.
0: Yeah. I mean, that'd I be, mean that would be the ultimate sit,
1: vindication, wouldn't it? We all that'd sit in
0: fear. We all just sit in fear at that point of like, oh, God. So Bill Belichick it controls the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: well, it, yeah. So
2: like like a Star Wars version where it's like the the Emperor is still there, but uh, even after uh, Darth Vader's gone, he's still yeah, there. Yeah, we all, pulling all we all strings. thought it
0: would we all thought it would finish right. with with Brady going, and that would be the end of it. And Belichick's just got them
1: all still going. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah. Like that Jaws two poster when they're like, uh, you thought it was safe to get back in the water. And then the oh, Sharks yeah. just like...
1: Ah! And maybe, if you go really deep on this, maybe he was uh, intentionally trying to make sure they lost to the Dolphins, which meant that they had to play in the wild card round for the first time ever in how many years. And they managed to intentionally lose to the Titans somehow through game planning. That that meant that they lost, which meant that Brady was then, well, I'm not going to stay, I might not stay. And then he gets rid of him to then start again. And that's some deep dark emperor lord stuff right
0: there i mean you could ignore all of that and just say like convinced robert Kraft that it's not worth paying tom brady what he was asking for <laughs> that's that's a much easier yeah. way to make yeah. sure brady yeah. doesn't stay yeah that's just better be like, that's better yeah not worth the money so <laughs> yeah really well, that's cool. why really you're sure not Kraft would have paid that's
1: why
2: you're not an evil uh genius jazz because you come up with stupid ideas <laughs> yeah <I'm> too long <laughs> i'm too far away more, too complicated.
0: You're Dick yeah. Dastardly dumb, yeah. on wacky races. Yeah, yeah like that that's harsh. A... <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, well, in fairness, though, Dick Dastardly had lots of very good plans, and most of them came off until the very last bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. Success oh, yeah. rate very slim on that. On Dick Dastardly, but save that. But we for did the, win one, uh... didn't he? He won one. Save that for the Wacky Races podcast, which should. Yeah, start, he was probably he was
2: probably uh, he was probably top five in uh, stats for Wacky Races. Jazz wasn't he?
0: Mate, he was the Josh Allen of <laughs> Wacky Races races. He no, had he one good the, thing, and then he bang. Yeah, the Tampa. No, no, no. Bay
1: no, 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 no definitely he's definitely the Carl Shanahan because he always had a lead, but he always blew it at the last minute. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh God.